Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I am your host, the Madman, and I think I gotta come clean. It was me. It was me at the Halloween party at that uh, at Jennifer Aniston's house. I'm the one who broke the toilet. All right, that's not. It wasn't. You know, I was. I was the guy. I was dressed up as uh, Silent Bob, if you remember. Gavin came as uh, Jay, and so uh, I got into this argument in the bathroom with Dax Shepard. All right, and Dax, he threw me and I hit my back of my head. I'll shave my head today, so I felt the scar back here, and I hit the back of my head on Jennifer Aniston's toilet. It's my fault that the toilet's brought. Okay, and she had every right to kick me out after that. She had every right to do that, but it's not like you know. It, I was technically invited. Gavin invited me. Okay, but it, I, it wasn't me who brought the Coke. I didn't do that. Anyway, so this is Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the madman, and I write fiction. And if you don't know, fiction is, is lying. Is lying. So you can go check out my books on Amazon. They're for available for digital download. I got three Exit 13 books you can check out. Uh, I also have The Bunny Years, a memoir, story about a superhero. And I have The Ravings of a Madman, just a bunch of rantings I did way back in the day, like over 10 years ago now. So look for me under my pen name, Scott L. Robbins, with two T's and two B's on Amazon.com. Download my, my, uh, my books. Give them a read. And if you want me to, um, if you're asking yourself, it's like, hey, when, when are you going to write more Exit 13 stories, Madman? And I'll just say, um, you know, as soon as I get a big fat check for it. All right, so uh, read those books, and as soon as I get a big fat check, maybe I'll start writing some more books. Otherwise, this uh, podcasting thing seems to be a little bit more lucrative and a little less challenging in terms of writing. (laughs) Anyway, so the first thing I want to talk about today is happy birthday to EK the DJ. And you may not know him. He's rarely seen. He likes to be behind the scenes. He's uh, he's shy. He thinks he's ugly and stuff like that. And it just doesn't make any sense. You know, I'm the one who wants to be on camera, and I'm the ugly one. It just doesn't make any sense. But happy birthday to you, EK the DJ. So, um, and so I just want to ask you out there: Is like, have you done for him on this birthday? How as uh, I am about to do on this pitiful little podcast. Without EK, none of this is possible. None of FXBG Public Radio is possible. Sure, I take up the duties here and there with, with our little venture here. Um, but I do that because I am a control junkie about my content. And I'm, so I am willing to put in the work in order to improve my content. So I am also willing to put in the work for, to improve my content for the capability of anyone else to produce their own equally absurd content for the lowest price possible. You see, I met EK almost 20 years ago. I thought he was a sawed-off little guinea fuck. Doesn't mean you can't like a guy with a disarming smile. All right, we kind of connected on the fact that we were two guys, two men, who cannot quiet their minds ever. And we bonded, bonded over both distractions and tasks. I would move the speakers, he buys me a beer. I drink the beer and try to flirt while he nerds out over the soundboard. But later in the evenings, we would hang out, EK and I. We would coke and joke, as they say, And we would distract our minds with video games or jam sessions. Fuck, I miss the drums. Or D&D or even preferably uh, Heroes Unlimited. Uh, We'd create worlds within worlds with with our imaginations. And then we went and created a real superhero organization in our hometown. FXBG Public Radio. See, I'm Westside FXBG for life, but I fuck with Southside. EK saved my life. He set my mind to task when it comes to my writing and publishing. I mentioned my books earlier, 
And I, re- I really don't think they ever would have been published without EK's influence in my life. So he, he, he set me to task when it comes to my writing and publishing. And despite my esoter- the esoteric nature of my content and the limitations regarding the marketing thereof, EK knows that sometimes an artist needs to create in order to stay alive. So we are talking about a man who tasks a portion of his thoughts to your endeavors just because he knows you and is most likely fond of you. You know, I just want, I just want you all to know that none of this is possible. FXPG Public Radio, Shock Monkey Radio, none of it is possible without the mind behind the scenes. I just want to rant. EK wants to record it at the best audio quality possible. Sure, he's flawed, but I am too. But where we meet is in the middle, somewhere between the die rolls, between the loading screens and the shadows of life. Happy birthday, brother. (laughs) I wish I could offer you more than my florid prose and friendship. We're friends. It's cool to have friends. And, you know, you should meet in the middle with everybody you meet. So, uh... Scott Wharton disapproves. Scott Wharton disapproves. Anyway, I am looking around. I don't have any beer today. And that's your fault. Become a patron. Go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio and become a patron so I can get some beer once in a while. I'm very, I'm very angry at you for failing to do this, dear listener. If you just want to send me cash, I have a cash app. You can go use the cash tag shockmonkeyradio, all one word, or go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. There you will get all the video content behind the scenes for just three bucks a month. Three bucks a month. Of course, the podcast is always going to be free. And if you don't like looking at my ugly mug, you don't have to watch the videos. You can just send me money. <laughs> anyway. No, I don't want that weird beer. You have any Pilsners? <laughs> Good old Scott Warden. Comedian Scott Warden. Go check him out. He's on Facebook as well. He's a, he's a character. Okay. So, um, the debate was a shit show, wasn't it? <laughs> Worst podcast ever. People talking all over each other. See, that's something we try to impress upon people who do podcasts here at FXBG Public Radio. When it comes to making a, uh, <laughs> a podcast, you don't want multiple people talking over each other. You don't want um, uh, 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 two different conversations going on at the same time and stuff like that. you got to be cognizant of your listener. And when you watch something like the debates the other night, you're just like, this is the worst podcast ever. Because they're constantly talking over each other. And it was, I mean, it was like petulant children. All right, I am very upset about what I saw. All right, but I lost some respect for Chris Wallace. All right, because of this debate. Um, does anyone else confuse him with Mitch McConnell? Am I am I the only nerdy guy who's so into politics that has a con- gets confused with Mitch McConnell and uh and uh Chris Wallace? But I lost respect for Chris Wallace. But I didn't. I did not envy his job that night. All right, because by because by the end of it, um. Uh, it seemed like Chris Wallace was on Biden's side, all right? And I don't think as a moderator, you should come out looking like you're on anybody's side, all right? Additionally, he works for Fox News, so the critics of Fox News would say, it's like, well, Fox News has treated Trump so kindly, so he didn't want to, like, um, n- not go after Trump at all. And maybe he overcompensated. I don't know, but I lost a little bit of respect for Chris Wallace. All right, so... um. <clears throat> You can't say that Fox tried to make Trump look good, okay? Because it was, you know, Trump on camera, and I don't know, you know, he 
just constantly putting his foot in his mouth, this asshole. So, uh, yeah, so it just looked like it just looked like Biden and Trump were bickering like little children. And it's awful. It's a sad state of affairs in America to watch something like that. I'm lucky that I, I didn't watch it. I just watched enough pundits that I know I'm going to catch the highlights through like Ben Shapiro and you know Steven Crowder and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's... It it's not it doesn't make you feel real ha- real uh hopeful for the future when you see stuff like that on stage because I don't care what party you're a part of because it, it just seemed like a couple of school children in a schoolyard arguing it was awful Biden looked pretty good you know he didn't really gaff that much and um he didn't wander off stage or collapse the things he said were insane. All right, but creepy Uncle Joe, you know, you're not going to win by trying to out Trump Trump. All right. Yeah, he looked, Biden looked spry. You know, he looked like he was, you know, ready to fight. And that's, and that's great. That's great as a, a, a presidential contender. You know, they wanted to buck that stereotype that he's a doddering old man that doesn't know what's going on. And maybe he is. Maybe he is that. And he had a really good night. All right. But Biden came out looking pretty good. But in the end, I'm sorry, I have to side with Trump. For, even if it was just one issue, one issue why I would have to side with Trump over Biden. It's because of this issue that um, Biden won't condemn Antifa by name and calls the Proud Boys, the Proud Boys, white supremacists. All right, And that just shows how misinformed he is. If you can't see that the Proud Boys are not they're not white supremacists. They, you can be critical of the Proud Boys all you want. All right. I think that the problem with the Proud Boys is that they, they try going out looking for fights with these kind of idiots that are willing to fight them. All right. And there's plenty of young socialist idiots ready to fight somebody. And I don't like the fact that Proud Boys, you know, even though it's created by my, my hero, Gavin McInnes, you know, e- even though uh, it's not a group I would want to join, Proud Boys, because I don't like the idea of going out and seeking violence in any way. I don't think that's a good thing at all and for any organization. But they're not white supremacists. Antifa is burning cities down. All right? And you could, if you want to say that it's Black Lives Matter too, fine. But I think that Black Lives Matter was a very good movement that got hijacked by Antifa. All right? As soon as the Black Lives Matter movement started, that's when like Antifa sort of disappeared. They used to be out there with just their... Uh, just their flags and black lives matter happens then they're carrying different flags all right and that's that's a shame that that happened to the black lives matter movement but you know as a presidential uh contender if you think you want that office you have to admit that people burning down these cities are not right wingers all right a bunch of crazy leftist kids who want something for nothing you shut down all the convention centers and there's no one going to uh, Comic-Cons anymore in costumes, so now they're out there in the streets burning your cities down. All right? We need to open back up. We need to have all the cosplayers go back to cosplaying and quit LARPing in our streets, burning shit down. Anyway, <laughs> I had a dream. I had a dream about Point Break. And so I was thinking, you have dreams about Point Break, right? Everyone does. So I was thinking, and in my dream, there were a bunch of surfer dudes, like 90 surfer douchebags, and so we're, we're about to go rob the bank, and we're looking at all these presidents' masks, 
But in the dream, I didn't have like all the president's masks. It was probably just the four from the movie. All right. And so I was sitting there thinking, it's like, which president's mask would I choose if I was going to, you know, go and do a bank robbery with a bunch of surfer dudes? Um, so I went on the internet and I looked up all the ma- presidential masks because I was, I was thinking, is there a Martin Van Buren mask? I'll totally wear that. You know, the mutton chops and stuff. <laughs> but apparently, uh, here's the, here's the mask that I could find on the internet of presidents that you, if we wanted to go rob a bank per se. So there's Richard Nixon, there's, uh, Ronald Reagan, there's Lyndon Baines Johnson, LBJ, uh, Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, uh, <clears throat> Biden. I don't know if that counts. So it may count in the future. Who knows? Uh, of course, you got Trump masks. You got JFK masks. You got Obama masks and a Lincoln mask. A Lincoln is the oldest one. I, I, don't, I couldn't even find like a George Washington mask. So of those masks, I would pick to rob a bank in. I think I'd have to go with Jimmy Carter. Now, odd choice, you might say. is like, I think I would definitely wear the, wear the Jimmy Carter mask. And I'll tell you why. Because I think I could do a Southern accent. And get into the character and do a do a southern accent and play that southern democrat kind of way. You know, that way I'm getting into character as Jimmy Carter in the bank robbery. And that and they wouldn't even think. They see, I'm out here on the internet. I'm out here on the internet with my right wing views and so forth. And so no one's gonna suspect that this guy is who is under Jimmy Carter's mask. Oh, that oh, if oh, if Madman robs a bank, he's definitely wearing a Trump mask or a George W. Bush mask. You are wrong. You don't know the first thing about not getting caught by the cops when robbing banks wearing presidential masks. You pick somebody the opposite party. So I would pick Jimmy Carter because no one would suspect me to be under that mask. And I could play in character. But this is why I don't rob banks. All right. Because these are my concerns when it comes to robbing a bank is how to not get caught by wearing a mask and making sure I can play, play in character as the person I am. See, it's not an acting job. It's a bank robbery. And so I haven't been picked up by any bank robbery crews you know, in, in years, in years, really, because I'm, always, I'm too interested in staying in character than actually, you know, robbing a bank and getting money. I'm, I'm, I'm more about the fun. Uh, here's some interesting things I found out about bank robberies. It's like uh, Rick and Morty masks are very popular right now with bank robbers. And uh, SpongeBob went out like a year ago. SpongeBob character masks, that went out like a year ago. So I hear. I want, to talk, I want to talk a little bit about um, why the fi- Founding Fathers chose the date of our election in early November, the first week of November. Now, I think they're quite brilliant when they chose this date when it comes to choosing an election day, okay, especially in America. All right, take example of the Halloween celebration. Halloween celebration happens at the end of October, end of this month. It's October now. Halloween's coming. And so... Um, in uh, in Halloween, that's when everyone goes around the neighborhood and talks to their neighbors. All right, and in, in in an election year, you may have your neighbors with their Trump signs in their, their yard or their Biden signs signs in their yard. And despite this, I hope, I hope, I hope this Halloween, despite this, is like people can be uh, civil enough to each other with the promise of free candy. All right, and maybe some Jello shooters, because <laughs> uh, we got we got a we got a house like that in our neighborhood. You go down there and. The kids get candy, the adults get jello shooters. <laughs> I love Halloween. And so, um, but you get to, you have to walk around your neighborhood and talk to your neighbors and you can get a sense of how they feel about the political climate and what's going on. And a lot of it happens in very casual ways. It doesn't have to be confrontational or anything like that. It's just, 
just like, hey, who are you voting for or something like that? And just and talk about it. Well, I think this person would be better because of this, 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 you know? I mean, we all got to carry our votes, but, you know, because it, 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 this happens, like Halloween happens like a week before election day. And so you get to talk to the people in your neighborhood to see what their concerns are. It's like, well, I, I feel like I have to vote for so-and-so uh, because, you know, this is, you know, this is affected by my program. And if he doesn't do this, you know, sign off on that bill and so forth. And then, you know, my money's, you know, <laughs> my, my position's gone and I got to get a new job or something like that. You know, especially in a town like Fredericksburg, you know, where we're, you know, <laughs> an hour away from D.C. And, you know, a lot of people work up in that area in, the, in, in government. <laughs> DOD. God, there's so much DOD stuff around here. Anyway, um, yeah, and so you have the election, all right, the first week of November, and then the second to last week of November is Thanksgiving. That's when you get to go to your family and try to justify your vote after the votes have pretty much been tallied. Because you figure by Thanksgiving, there's probably even, probably even this year, by Thanksgiving, you're going to have a definite winner or loser of the election. Okay, and so now you have to go to your family in Thanksgiving and say, hey, yeah, this is who I voted for and why. And uh, he, he lost, he won, we're all the same family, we're all eating the same food, we're going to about, go about our American uh, lives the way we have, because, you know, when it comes to changing presidents, not really much changes at your kitchen table, at your, at your Thanksgiving, okay? God willing. God willing, nothing will change in that regard. And then you have Christmas a month later where you get to reflect a little bit more. You get to read a little bit more news. You get to see what the president-elect is saying or the, the, you know, or the loser of the election is saying. <coughs> and so uh, and then you could like uh, go back to your family on Christmas and try to justify your vote even more or try to, you know, <laughs> uh, I knew I should have you know, voted for him or something like that. And then the next year, the new year begins, and late uh, January, that's when a new president is sworn in or, you know, the same president stays in. So it's, it's a process of several months where we all got to make a decision. You got to talk to people in your neighborhood. You make a decision, and then you got to defend it to your friends and family <laughs> over the holidays. And so <laughs> I think this was a kind of a brilliant move on the Founding Fathers' part, part to put it in uh, early November. Because uh, all you know, you got to deal with your community at Halloween. You got to deal with your family and friends at uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then by January, by the time the the winters and mid <laughs> mid stride, you know that's when the new new president gets signed in, sworn in. Excuse me. So I think they're kind of brilliant by setting that up. A uh, quick side note: I read somewhere uh, the other day that the people who spend like six months or a year on the ISS, when they come back to Earth, they have to relearn gravity. That means when they, um, they like pick something up, they, they take their water bottle, right? Mm. Take a step from the water bottle, and instead of just putting it down the table, they just drop it. You know? You come home from, you come home from the ISS, and you forget, you forget that gravity exists. And so everything, like, even like if you have a pencil, you take a pen, and you're writing for a little bit, and, I mean, and uh, you just drop it. <laughs> you're walking somewhere is like, Oh, I don't need this anymore. And because you've been living in space for that long, you know, you, you, you stop even thinking about gravity, you know? And I think that that's wild. It's like, so it was like, you sit there, it's like, you have a scotch, you know, it's like someone pours you a scotch, you know, that the, you know, that the scotch, you know, that the rocks and the scotch 
they're in the glass, right? And they stay in the glass because of gravity. And you're looking at it, and you're having a sip of scotch, and then you're like, um, I, wanna, I don't need to be holding this right now. I'm done with my sip. I, I want to wait a little while before a little bit more scotch. And so you just let go of the, shot, the scotch glass and psh, crashes. <laughs> you have to swallow it. You're in gravity, but these people forget this stuff because they've been in space so long. Isn't that wild? I think that that's wild. Okay, we're running right through it. So um, I want to do a quick mailbag before I talk about uh, Shameless uh, that I've been watching. But let's do a quick mailbag. I got a, uh, like a couple emails over the last uh, few weeks, and so I want to uh, read them out to you. A lot, all of them want to be anonymous losers. But, you know, I respect that. If you want to email me, you can email, email me at madmanfxbgpr.com. And, uh, yeah, and I'll answer your emails. And if you want to remain anonymous, I'll keep you anonymous. So here's the first email. It says, Madman, you, you, your teeth are jacked up. Yo, you've been chewing rocks. Lols 100. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, um, like, messed up teeth, I think it's going to make a comeback. In terms of uh, being attractive, <laughs> I, I couldn't get through that with a straight face. I think it's going to make a comeback. Uh, having jacked up teeth is, is going to be attractive again one day. Because after all, you know, if, uh, if you know anything about like, uh, like South Korea, uh, South Korea has a problem where there's like uh, tons and tons of people getting uh, cosmetic surgery, uh, extensive dental, dental work, oral surgery, and so forth. All right, and then they, uh, they get themselves all hot and stuff like that, and they marry some rich guy. Uh, and then he goes, I'm a rich guy and I want to have kids, you know? And so they're okay. And you, you have a bunch of kids and then you start popping out ugly kids. And then the rich guy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where are all these ugly kids coming from? Ends up suing his wife for giving him ugly babies. All right. And there's, cause there's one simple fact. It's like, I can have all the dental work I need. I could have all the cosmetic surgery I need. All right. I can get liposuction if I want. I can get butt implants if I wanted. Why would I? My butt's huge. You know, and so, but I mean, I can, I can get everything and just and make myself, you know, what I want to look like. All right. But that doesn't mean that my genetics are that. That doesn't mean the, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm eating healthy and exercising right. Okay. You can get all the implants you want as a man, you know, as a man, you get all the implants you want, but it still doesn't mean you could bench press 300 pounds. Okay. And so when it comes to me is like having children or anything like that, I don't you know. You know, people don't want to breed with someone who looks imperfect. I get it. And people want to be loved and breed. And so, you know, people like me, you know, we may not end up breeding because we're so damn ugly. I get it. But you know what? You cannot change your genetics. You have no choice in the matter. And so what can, what can I do about it? You know, what can I really do about it? So let's go on to this next email. Um, Madman, you talked about the social dilemma last week, but you never mentioned their anti-capitalism solutions to the quote unquote dilemma. Uh, yeah, I did. I did forget to mention this last week. I did notice it because it's uh, only like at the very end of the program where you, you start feeling that anti-capitalism vibe. All right. I did mention it last week, but if you remember, I, ru- I, I was rushed during that part because I talked way too long about Eminem. And so um, 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 here's the thing is uh, about the, the anti-capitalism stance. Um, I don't think that that's the solution. All right, because that's kind of what they're leading to in the social dilemma is they're leading to this idea that um, the only way, the only way, okay, the only way to stop this kind of uh, casino-like social media uh, vibe, 
you know, is because the only reason they're doing it is because it drives hits, it drives traffic, it makes money, you know. The only way to stop, stop companies from doing it that way is to end capitalism? Uh, seems a little, a little <laughs> extreme, a little dire over this situation. All right. After all, we've had casinos for a long ass time. And if, even if they do design social media to be like a casino, to get you that dopamine hit, you know, going ding, 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 ding. I got a bunch of lights. Ding, 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 ding. You know, coins popping out of the machine. Even if social media is designed like that, it is your responsibility not to become a gambling addict. All right. There are casinos all over this country that you can go to. All right. If you're a gambling addict, that's on you. It's not the casino's fault that you keep betting your money at the casino. And that's just what I, when it comes to social media, you want to put it down, put it down. But I don't think you can blame the casino. All right. You got to be responsible for yourself. You, the whole light, this whole, we got to stop capitalism so we can stop, you know, with being this, this horrible, this horrible social, social media thing that all the stuff it's doing it to it. No, you're not going to stop capitalism over that. No, no, you need to be a responsible consumer. That is on you. That is on you. All right, let's go. It's last email. Uh, Madman, why do you hate horses in Wyoming so much? Because <laughs> horses are fucking evil. They are evil. Look at them. Take a good look at, at horses, and they're evil. You know what horse sense means? Horse sense is what they're talking about. Guys like me who just know. You could, just, you could, you could sense that like one species of animal is evil to its core. Horses come straight from the bowels of hell. And Wyoming, let me tell you something. You know why, you know why I don't like Wyoming? It's because of their baseball team. You know who the baseball team is? The Rockies. You know, who, you know who their football team is? The Broncos. You know what their capital city is? It's fucking Denver. You're not a state, Wyoming. You're fucking Colorado. That's all. You're like a first lady who thinks that somehow qualifies you to run for president. <laughs> anyway, so you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com and uh, send me an email. I'll, uh, and I'll respond to it. You can, keep, you can stay anonymous if you like. Madman at fxbgpr.com. And otherwise, I'm going to uh, continue talking to myself. All right, so I do want to talk about Shameless a little bit before we get into the news worth knowing because I just started re recently uh, re-watching Shameless. Now, EK, he can't get down with Shameless, all right? He doesn't like it. He's, it's, he's, he said that the, the morality of the characters is so awful <laughs> that it's hard to get through. And yes, I, can, I get that because I had the same reaction uh, to Always Sunny in Philadelphia the first time I watched Always Sunny uh, because I would watch like five or six episodes and I'd just have to stop do something else and i'm just like geez these people are so awful <laughs> and, and you know borderline you know evil you know they're just so awful they're such awful narcissistic people and uh i, I get it so i get why ek doesn't like shameless um but here's the thing here's the thing fiona's got great tits and she shows them a lot in the show and so that kind of keeps me coming back for more uh i keep i kept hoping for uh or D, sweet D, to get topless. But, you know, they're not going to do it. That's, that's the benefit of Showtime. So, um, yeah, and so uh, I, I do like the character Fiona. I, uh, 
uh, Lip is Philip is my favorite character because he's the dumb smart guy, and there's a lot of us. <laughs> um, and I really do like Kevin and Veronica. If you if you watch the show, you know that I think they're the cutest goddamn couple that's ever been put on screen. They're so damn cute together, and it's a brilliant casting on on uh, the show's part because I Veronica is hot as shit, and I was so oh she is so gorgeous. But Kevin is such a nice guy. I like him so, even though he's dumb, you know, he's a likable guy. And I'm like, I, I totally get why those two are together. You know, uh, he's uh, Kevin's kind of a douche when he does coke. You know? I'm talking about characters like they're real. Anyway, so, um, and uh, Bill Macy's performance as the the <laughs> the shitty patriarchy patriarch, excuse me, the shitty patriarch of this uh, family. He's a pretty good actor, Bill Macy. So. Uh, I really do like the show and I, 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 I like it particularly uh, on the Philip character about the dumb, smart guy. Cause he's the guy I relate to on the show. And I'm, there's plenty of characters on the show for you to relate to in one way or another, uh, uh, no matter who you are. And so, cause, um, that's, that's life and it's about life in a family. You know, I know it's a drama and I'm watching a drama, but it's, a uh, life is a drama, you know, and that's, that's what art is doing is reflecting, uh, uh, life. You know, we all have families, you know, we always have, we all have that smart kid in our family that ends up doing dumb shit, all right, because I'm that guy, you know, so I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, life, life is real that way, you know, life is real that way, I mean, life is messy, you know, we all make the poor decisions sooner or later, you know, but in the end, you have a family, you know, and just like on Shameless, the, I, the, the concept of family is fluid. You know, friends and family, lovers, ex-lovers, because <laughs> there's lots of them on that show. And so, <laughs> uh, Fiona gets around. Anyway, so, um, they all do. All the characters get around. And so, um, yeah, but you're, it's your family. And your family is simply a team trying to work together to navigate the horrible pitfalls of everyday life. So that's why I like Shameless, and that's what I've been watching lately. I just want to talk about it a little bit. Uh, when, I, when I finish watching it again, maybe I'll give you a star rating later in the, sometime in the future. I don't know. I, if I had to give it a star rating right now off the cuff, I would have to say it's at least 9 of 13 stars. At least. Um, there's plenty of nudity to keep me interested. That, that makes me happy. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, I don't like Fiona's character. I don't like her... Uh, as if she were, and, and Emmy Rossum is, is very cute and everything like that. And I'm sure that's not her character, but her Viona as a character is an awful human being. And, <laughs> and can, Oh boy, I would, I, every single guy that gets involved with her, I'm like, what are you doing? But at the same time, it's like every single guy she gets involved with, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but that's it. Life is messy. You know, it's <laughs> monsters finding each other in the night you know what i mean <laughs> love that show anyways it's about that time to get into the news worth knowing all right i'm gonna need to wet my whistle here the news worth knowing all right that's the first news story uh connecticut sports reporter fired after calling senator tim scott and uncle tom only in america so, a Connecticut-based sports reporter was fired on Wednesday after referring to Senator Tim Scott, 
a Republican from South Carolina, um, as a Uncle Tom in a now-deleted tweet. The Hill tweeted a link to a story about Scott and thought he, uh, saying he thought President Trump misspoke when he said stand back and stand by, but called on him to correct his statement if, it, if that were really the case. Now former News 12 Connecticut sports reporter uh, Fred Gertini, sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, Fred, uh, responded by writing, quote, thanks Uncle Tom, and swiftly lost his job as a result. Wow. <laughs> quote, after reviewing the incident, this is a yeah, quote from yeah, the network. After reviewing the incident, the network released sports reporter Fred Gertini as a result of his racially insensitive comment, the network said in a statement. <laughs> quote, News 12 Networks uh, has a zero tolerance policy for racism or improper conduct based on race and prides itself on being an objective and unbiased multi-platform news company. I don't know. Uh, when asked if he apologized, Gertini later tweeted, I wrote an email to Senator Scott. That's, that's probably the best thing to do. Po- apologize to him pers- personally, not publicly. You should probably apologize, <laughs> apologize publicly too. <laughs> anyway, Scott's support for the president and the Republican Party is regularly cr- criticized by the left. Uh, back in August, CNN's Chris Cuomo suggested Scott was carrying water for President Trump by speaking at the Republican National Convention. Cuomo's remarks stirred some backlash on social media, with some suggesting the anchor's comments were racist. In June, NBC News anchor Craig Melvin asked uh, the sole black GOP senator if his party was using him as a, quote, token following the death of George Floyd. Golly. Uh, Scott was appointed to the Senate in 2013 when former Senator Jim DeMint stepped down to run the Heritage Foundation, a conservative think tank. Uh, The appointment made Scott the first black senator to represent a southern state since the Reconstruction era following the Civil War. Scott won a 2014 special election for his Senate seat and was re-elected in 2016. Political pundits have been tossing around the idea of a 2024 Republican presidential run by Scott. Interesting. That's news to me. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I have to. I'd have to know more about his positions and so forth. But, uh, but that's that's 2024. That's a long way from now. So here's the thing about calling him an Uncle Tom is like, um, it. This has been happening all the time, all the time. Any anybody who is not white, basically, uh, or or African American, and comes out and saying that you know they support Trump for any reason, you know, is like I agree. French fries are good. I agree with President Trump that French fries are good. And then they'll turn around and you know turn around and call you an Uncle Tom. Now, if you know about the conservative twins, like I do, <laughs> because uh, I like those guys, they're funny. And so um, the Hodge twins. So um, they've been saying for a while, it's like because of their conservative position, they've been called like Uncle Toms for um, for a while because of their conservative leanings. And so um, and they've also been like because they have uh, like uh, light skin and blue eyes and. Or are they green eyes? I think they're green eyes. Um, they have pretty green eyes. And so, <laughs> uh, the Hodge twins, you know, they uh, they were told they they weren't black enough because of their uh, they got, I think they got Irish ancestry or something that makes them light skinned and green eyed. And so um, I think I think I heard them say that once. And so uh, it's even like they weren't black enough, like physically black enough. And so I think it, it, it that's incredibly racist to think. To think that just because of a person's skin color, that denotes how, what they should think politically. All right? Just looking at me, just looking at me, you would think conservative white guy, right? 
and you would be right, you would be right, but there's plenty of liberal white guys. All right. You can't assume somebody's political affiliation because that's a choice. That's a choice you make. You have no choice about the skin you're born in. All right. But you're poli- just because you're born black doesn't mean you have to be a Democrat. Just because you're born white doesn't mean you have to be a Republican. You know? And unfortunately, our society has gotten to the point where so many black people are calling other black people Uncle Toms that this guy, this sports guy, thought it was okay to do it because it's been, in, it's been repeated over and over again against anybody who's black and supports Trump. And that's why he thought it was okay to say that and without any repercussions. And that's the problem. All right? It's a racist thing to say. <laughs> and it's just, you're so focused on race. Race is not the issue. <laughs> the issue is who you are. <laughs> the issue is the content of your character. Martin Luther King just rolling in his grave. God rest his soul. Anyway, let's go on to the next story. California heat wave spurs warning to conservative energy uh, to conserve energy. <laughs> I got conservatism on the brain. California heat wave spurs warning to conserve energy to avoid rolling blackouts. Uh, another round of bo- broiling heat across much of California on Thursday has spurred the state's power grid operator to ask residents to conserve electricity to avoid rolling blackouts. So I guess I won't see you West Coast guys on a well tonight. Uh, the California Independent System Operator, ISO, which manages most of the state's electric flow, said Wednesday that it issued a flex alert and called for energy conservation. Quote, reduced capacity along with fire activity and heat has led to a potential shorter shortage of energy supply tomorrow evening, the ISO said. Consumers are asked to conserve energy from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m., so you're not listening to this podcast right now. Maybe after 10 you'll listen. So on Thursday, when uh, most of the grid is stressed due to higher demand for solar energy and solar energy production dropping off. Jeez. Uh, Residents are asked to turn off unnecessary lights, delay uh, using major appliances until after 10 p.m., and set air conditioner thermostats to 78 degrees or higher. What's the point of even having air conditioning? Uh, the conservation measures can help the power grid. This is a quote: "Can help the power grid during a time uh, time of tight demand and supply, and avoid power interruptions." The ISO said, "Energy reduction during a fr- flex alert can prevent further emergency measures, including rotating power outages." Temperatures are forecast to reach the mid nineteen nine mid nineteen nineties mid nineties to low one hundred. I am somewhere else in my head. I don't. Is this Kurt Cobain's? This is a fine young. I'm going to a fine young cannibals concert, man. (laughs) Oh man, where am I? This is a space time warp up in the studio. Anyway, so the state's largest utility, Pacific Gas and Electric, also said that the breezy north northwest winds up to 30 miles an hour are possible along the coast and peaks throughout the day. Anyway, it's hot. It's hot in California. And you know what? Because of all their green energy bullshit, like these solar panels and stuff like that, this is, this is the kind of bullshit they spend their tax, your, your Californian tax dollars on. All right? Yeah, absolutely research solar energy. But you know what? You know what's an even cleaner and more reliable energy source? Fucking nuclear energy. But you don't want to do that because the word nuclear is so scary to you hippies out in California. But don't worry, don't worry, you're driving all your big dollar people, big dollar uh, taxpayers out of the state, so I'm sure, you know, Ben, ben Shapiro doesn't, uh, doesn't use any more energy right now. I'm sure Joe Rogan isn't using up your energy grid. 
Okay? So you're doing a good job. You're getting rid of people out of your state. Way to go, California. And uh, if you are are a California taxpayer, you should be pissed off at the people in your state. And you should come out and vote. (laughs) Get these people out. Get these people out. I know you're... I know you're California and you're weird and, and hippies and, you know, <laughs> state founded on hippies. You know, I get it. I, you you got to be weird. You got to be the France of the United States. But look what's happening. Rolling blackouts? I would be furious. 3 to 10 p.m.? That is prime time while playing weather. <laughs> while playing time, especially during the summer. 3 to 10 p.m., that's when kids get their, they get their homework done, <laughs> and then they can go play their video games. But no, no, 10 o'clock is when they can play their video games. And you know what? 10 o'clock is bedtime. 10 o'clock is bedtime because tomorrow's a school day. Let's talk about more, some more California bullshit. California governor signs corporate boardroom diversity law. You ready for this? Have you heard about this? You ready to hear this? All right, this is from Sacramento. <coughs> Hundreds of California-based corporations must have directors from uh, racial or sexual minorities on their boards for under... (laughs) Let me start over. Hundreds of California-based corporations must have directors from racial or sexual minorities on their boards under a first-in-the-nation bill signed Wednesday by Governor Gavin Newsom. The diversity legislation is similar to a 2018 measure that required boardrooms to have at least one female director by 2019. Like that measure, it could face court challenges from conservative groups who view it as discriminatory quota. You think? (laughs) Supporters evoke both the coronavirus pandemic that is disproportionately affecting minorities and weeks of unrest and calls for inclusion that followed the slaying of George Floyd in May in the custody of Minneapolis police. Holy cow. That was a paragraph, but it was actually a sentence, and it had nothing to do with anything. After Floyd's death, many corporations issued statements uh, for support of diversity, but many haven't followed through, said Assemblyman Chris Holden, Democrat from Pasadena, who co-authored the bill. Quote, the new law represents a big step forward for racial equality, Holden said. While some corporations are already leading the way to combat implicit bias now, all of California's corporate boards will better reflect the diversity of our state. Does that mean does that mean that every football team in California is going to have its quota of white guys? Huh? You got to have enough white guys on your baseball team? You got to have enough white guys on your basketball team? Are you doing any quotas like that? No? There's only one way your racism goes? Oh, I see. <laughs> this is infuriating. You know, America's a meritocracy. All right, just because you know, just because there's a certain percentage of this particular ethnicity in the United States or sexual identity in the United States means that that has to be represented in places of power. All right, no, you need qualified people in those positions. All right, this isn't Burisma, this isn't Hunter Biden we're talking about. You need qualified people in those positions. And when you deny somebody a job because of their skin color, it's like, we can't give it to the white guy. We can't give it to the straight person. Okay, when you do stuff like that, that is racism. That is sexism. Merit is what matters. And if it just so happens that in the middle of Nebraska, 
I know it's California, not Nebraska, but in the middle of Nebraska, the board's all white guys. Oh, what can you do? There's a shitload of white people in Nebraska. I bet. I bet they're all white people. Anyway, I am in a weird mood today. Can you tell? Can you tell? Did I have my pill? I had my pill. I don't know. I guess I'm just keyed up. Must have been the cocaine. All right, so California. (laughs) You're driving everybody out. Anybody with any sense is leaving California. So it seems, like Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro. So let's go on to uh, It Begins. Welcome to October. Halloween's at the end of this month, but we're already getting the stories. Amazon's still selling kids' Confederate soldier costume that Party City pulled. (laughs) A Confederate soldier costume for children is still available on Amazon after Party City pulled uh, pulled the same controversial outfit outfit following fierce backlash when the getup was spotted on a store shelf in Virginia two weeks ago. (laughs) Of course, they're going to market it in Virginia. (laughs) They're going to, of course, they're going to ship the actual costumes to Virginia. It's like, we're going to get sales in Virginia. (laughs) Am I wrong? Okay. So, because I mean, it was, it all happened here. Anyway, so, um, the online superstore appears to be stocked with a slew of Confederate-inspired costumes for both kids and adults, some featuring the rebel flag. Uh, fun for playing, this is a quote, fun for playing dress-up stage performances, costume parties, Halloween, and more. Why is Halloween at the end of that list? Anyway, the product description for the costume by Forum Novo- Novelties, excuse me, reads, noting that the hat and the sword are sold separately. You kidding me? Without the hat, what's the point? Any. Uh, it should all come together, man. I mean, I can understand the sword coming separately. But the hat, you need the hat. Anyway, so Amazon did not immediately return Fox News' request for comment. Meanwhile, Party City recently pledged to pull the criticized costume from sale after an uproar. In September, a mother was shopping for, uh, at the Party City store up over here in Falls Church with her two black daughters, which she was horrified to find a kid-sized costumes of a Confederate officer and General Robert E. Lee. The, she took pictures I'm going to tweet it, didn't you? Uh, I quote, I turned around and walked right right back out the door. This is completely offensive and racist, Car- Caroline Eames Brassler wrote on Facebook. Pull it from your shelves. Now the retailer claims to have done just that. Blah, blah, blah. At Party, this is a quote from Party City. At Party City, we do not tolerate uh, racism or hatred of any kind, and we stand together in solidarity with our diverse colleagues, customers, and communities, the source said in the statement stressing that the attire was sold at a franchised location and not produced or sold in any corporate-owned shops. So, um, yeah, you put it on your shelves and you put it on your site. Um, so you don't tolerate racism of hatred in any kind, any kind until you notice it. <laughs> anyway, uh, quote, we have reached out to our franchisees and other partners to remove uh, it all from all retail locations, ASAP, Party City said. Uh, we know that as a company, we, we can and must do better, and we're taking immediate action. We value customer feedback and will continue to kiss the customer's ass. Calls to, move for, calls to remove Confederate monuments, statues, and symbols have more and more have swept the nation following the Memorial Day. They've they got to bring up George Floyd in every, every article these days. What's up with this? Anyway, so here's the thing. It's just a fucking costume. All right? Doesn't mean that you're joining the Confederacy if you go on trick-or-treating dressed as General Lee. 
And you know what? It's when you start doing things like pulling down Confederate statues, you know, that's when people want to dress up as General Lee for Halloween. Don't you know how Halloween works? It's supposed to be challenging. It's supposed to be scary. I understand if somebody, if a little Jewish kid wants to dress up as Hitler for Halloween. I get it because he gets Halloween. Hitler is scary. Crazy racist Southerners are scary. Don't you get it? It's Halloween. Anyway, to quote, <laughs> to quote Dennis Miller, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. All right, so uh, yeah, we got about eight minutes left, so I got two more stories. To uh, always on a lighter note, even if I'm talking about Trump, so Trump suggests that McDonald's French fries <laughs> are the reason are responsible for keeping his hair from falling falling out. <laughs> on Wednesday, President Trump took a very brief break from tweeting about Tuesday night's debate and retweeting other people's opinions about the debate and tweeting about James Comey to comment on a 2018 study that suggested that a chemical found in McDonald's fries could prevent hair loss. No wonder I didn't lose my hair, wrote Trump, who retweeted the link to the ABC7 article about a study first shared by former White House Press Secretary Ari Fleischer in 2018. Fleischer, for the record, had originally joked that the chemical doesn't work. Because <laughs> he's uh, bald, but like it wasn't his choice. Um, meanwhile, the 2018 study, which was presented by a group of Japanese researchers from the Yokohama National University, didn't exactly claim that eating McDonald's French fries prevented hair loss. Instead, their findings suggested that di, oh, hold on, dimethylpolysiloxane, a chemical found in the oil used to cook McDonald's fries, but also in lubricants and shampoos. <laughs> Am I ruining French fries for you? <laughs> uh, could assist in the preparation for hair follicle germs, uh, which were then successfully transplanted onto mice. Quote, the key of mass production of hair follicle germs um, was a choice to substrate materials for culture vessel. Oh, is that all? And corresponding author and professor uh, Junji Fukada in a 2018 press release. We used oxygen permeable, I figured, I figured, at the bottom of the culture vessel. And it worked very well. So the study itself also made no mention of McDonald's French fries specifically. Therefore, Trump's well-documented love of fast food likely has nothing to do with the fact that he still has his hair. Does he really, though? Does he really still have his hair? Do you think it's really attached to him? Doesn't look like it's attached to him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so life is silly. Everyone enjoys McDonald's French fries, even President Trump. You know, people gave him a hard time because he, like, ordered a well-done steak or something like that and ate it with ketchup like a normal human being does, you know, because that's how poor people are. You know, you get cheap meat, you know. You get the cheap meat, you, you know, get well done, and you eat it with ketchup, you know. He's a practical kind of guy. Everyone knows he loves you know, McDonald's and like fast food stuff like that. And who could blame him? You know, they made fun of Clinton, too. Everyone, everyone likes McDonald's french fries every now and then. All right? <laughs> it's okay every now and then. But I think that, that that's like, it's, it's kind of the only thing that really connects us to Trump. Like, our life and his life is that we could both enjoy french fries. And you don't have to think about anything else. It's like, hey, you know what you have in common with President Trump? like french fries even you vegans i know you vegans like french fries because every time i see somebody ordering only french fries because you know you get to see other people's order when you're in the drive-thru you go to the drive-thru and you get to see their order and it's like uh, like there's just three orders of french fries and like yeah yeah you're gonna lose weight there vegan <laughs> one more story before we end our show 
Zoo removes parrots from view after they keep swearing at guests. A group of parrots at the UK Zoo have been removed after repeating obscene language of visitors. Lincolnshire uh, Wildlife Park received five African gray parrots in, back in August and quarantined them together in the same room, Lincolnshire Live reported. However, the close proximity seemed to have brought out the worst in the birds. I don't think it was the birds that did this. Okay. <laughs> Quote, but just by coincidence, we took in uh, five in the same week because they were all quarantined together, so it meant that one room was just full of swearing birds. <laughs> I would pay to walk in that room. Uh, Chief Executive Officer Steve Nichols told the outlet, uh, noting that the park employees always find it very comical when they do swear at you. <laughs> of course they do. Uh, quote, the more they swear, the more you usually laugh. Uh, wait, hold on. The more they swear, here's, I, I was reading it wrong. It's from England. The more they swear, the more you usually laugh when they trip when then triggers him to swear again, he added. After a brief quarantine, the birds were put out for a few, uh, put out of view of guests, assuming the cussing would subside. Though within 20 minutes, the birds were up to their old tricks. Birds were up to their old tricks. Quote, literally within 20 minutes of being introductory, we were told that they had been... <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to read this normally because I can't stop, keep from laughing. We were told that they had sworn at a customer, and for the ne- and for the next group of people, all sorts of obscenities came out. <laughs> Nichols told Lincolnshire Live. Customers found the birds' dirty language amusing, but park workers were concerned about children viol- uh, visitors, absolutely, uh, and decided to move the birds out of view. Uh, quote, we put them in an offshore enclosure with, an, uh, with the intention of hopefully they'll start learning other parrots' noises that are around. You know, um... Uh, once your kid learns that he, when he says shit, that it's a swear word, he knows shit forever. Okay, he knows that word forever. All right, parrots are the, parrots live longer than us. Okay, <laughs> they remember. You're not going to forget how to swear, anyways. <laughs> uh, this is another quote. What we do now is release them in separate areas. Oh, wait, I did the right. Yeah. The profane parrots are not the first birds to drop the internet's collective jaw. <laughs> Earlier this month, a nine-year-old uh, yellow-crowned Amazon parrot named Chico went viral for belting out Beyonce's If I Were a Boy, as well as other pop hits like Lady Gaga's Poker Face and Firework by Katy Perry. You've seen that, right? You've seen that. Of course you have. So uh, here's the thing when it comes to swearing, swearing um, parrots. It's not the parrots. Somebody swore at the parrots, and the parrots... Repeated it. Okay? That's how, that's how parrots work. They parrot you. That's where that colloquialism comes from. Somebody was swearing at the birds, trying to get the birds to swear, finally got the birds to swear, then the birds swore in front of other people, the other people found it funny because they had no idea that somebody had taught that bird to swear. That's the prank. Okay? That's how this happens. Don't blame the poor parrots. But you shouldn't have a bunch of foul-mouthed birds Get it? That's a pun. Foul-mouthed birds swearing around kids. Fair enough. If you had a zoo for adults only, or you can bring them out at night when you have the open bar at the zoo. They have bars at zoos, right? If they don't, they really should. They really should. 
So this is going to be the end of the show. I'm the Madman. I have been your host here at Shock Monkey Radio. I want to remind you again to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron, and you can get access to all of the video content behind the paywall, just $3 a month. It is very, very cheap, and I would very much appreciate it. Or you can just send me uh, some money through Cash App. Go to uh, use the cash tag Shock Monkey Radio, all one word. Uh, yeah, or you can go over to just YouTube. Sometimes I make clips, different clips from different shows and stuff, so forth. You even got some gaming stuff that I've done. There's a bunch of different stuff up there. Go, there's tons of content on my YouTube channel alone, and that's free. That's free, just like this audio podcast is free. So I'd like you to go over to Patreon.com. Slash Shock Monkey Radio, become a patron, or just send me money through Cash App, cash ta- cash tag Shock Monkey Radio. I would appreciate it. Go buy my books. Look for Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's on Amazon. I got a bunch of books up there for digital download. I would appreciate it. So this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you.